0: to episode 213 of Life Song Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks along with Phil Ramsey and Blake Schenkel. Guys, hello.
1: What's up my friend?
2: Good afternoon, morning, evening gentlemen.
0: Good day to you
1: sir. Yes, that's better. You covered all the uh,
0: options there. (laughs) What's going on? Not a lot. How are you guys doing?
2: Doing good, doing good. What about you?
0: I am very well. Getting ready for that mission trip? I am. Kind of nerve-wracking, isn't it? Well, uh, it is. It's not necessarily. Yeah, yeah. I'll say there's a lot to do still left to do, um, and I haven't even tackled most of it. Right. Yeah. You know, you got to get prepared to actually be gone from your from your life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. And So there's things that have to be done in your home life and your work life, and then there's uh, actual preparation for the trip, but for you know preparing the lessons that you're going to be teaching. Yep. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that I haven't even. Um,
1: Scratch the surface of, right. of trying to prepare for you. What's, One, the, what's the language over yeah. there?
0: It's called Urdu. 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 Huh. Urdu.
1: Do you speak any Urdu? Uh, Assalamu alaikum. Okay, <laughs> means hello. Everybody. <laughs> okay. Is let's everybody. You know that. Does everybody speak Urdu? <laughs> <laughs> I don't.
0: Most of them, uh, from my understanding, the, the majority of the people there uh, are uh, they they're mostly taught the, the educated people. Uh, are taught English as a second language gotcha. as a priority in schools. So the major, a big majority of the people that we're going to actually be talking to and speaking with and teaching speak English as well.
2: Pakistan, correct? Mm-hmm. Pakistan, going, and you're going to make disciples or teach these men who are saved pastors. Uh, pastors, okay, good deal. We're be teaching
0: Christian pastors and uh, and lay leaders in the churches. Mostly <clears throat> pastors, but mm-hmm. there will be uh, some leaders uh, teaching them uh, the you know Jesus's standard of. Of making, enveloping, and, and mm-hmm. reproducing disciples who make disciples who make disciples, yeah. and and the whole point is is leaving that strategy with them that mm-hmm. they can take into their churches and teach, and then those people teach and teach and teach and teach, and eventually the whole the whole concept is that the you know hopefully within a you know if 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 everything continues uh, and they and they are, are, are uh, obedient with what they're taught,
1: that uh, eventually the whole nation of Pakistan will be reached. Amen. Well, that's awesome, Jimmy. We'll be praying for you, and uh, I hope everything works out well. To God be the glory. Amen. Anyway, so yeah, a listener, be praying for Jimmy. and how many guys are going? Six total. Six total. How many from Tipton County? Six total. Oh, really? Yeah. So we're representing up That's in Pakistan. Right. That's right. T County, baby, <laughs> Pakistan. And we'll stand out like a sore thumb. <laughs> Other than you, <laughs> you and Keith, y'all kind of got some
0: Pakistani <laughs> features. I'm going to put a turban on and I'm going to fit right in. <laughs> oh
2: man, well we will be praying for you. I got a letter from you this past week, so thank huh? you for that. So I appreciate Did you get that. Yeah, yeah, thank. Thanks. Thank you, Jimmy. But yeah, we'll be praying for you guys and all that's going. So we're looking, and and I'll be uh, praying for your
1: handwriting too. It's It's real hard. I know it. I I I didn't even know who signed it. Yeah, my little girl said, "What is this?" I said, "I think it's Jimmy." (laughs) (laughs) It came from a kindergarten (laughs) class or a doctor. I don't know.
2: (laughs) It was all context, right? I just read the address, and then I was like, "Okay, I give money." No, so I was like, "It has to be Jimmy." I don't think it's (laughs) Keith or Kevin. I'm sorry. But anyway, no. Well, I hope everybody's had a good week this week. And Hank, we're still in Romans this week. we're not getting out of it, but we are moving to chapter two, uh, which is a big deal. I mean, we're moving into chapter two, but Paul continues this theme of uh, of condemnation of man. You know, he's continuing this this systematic theology, this systematic doctrine of Christian faith, you know, of of really showing <clears throat> the depravity of man. And he just feathers his argument here today that we're gonna see. So uh well, we want to, Yeah. How,
1: well, how would you you say like last week? And we covered a broad, a lot of broad topics of, of situations of the uh, different categories of sin. W- would you say that these people they they were doing this and they and they knew, but they didn't give a rip? Would you Would you yep, call that? I think yeah. so. These people don't care. <clears throat> yep. They know yep. and they don't care. Now now we've got a different group of people. That's right. We're moving on to chapter 2. So we got a totally – this group of people that we're about to talk about would agree with Paul about these people. Yeah. Don't you think so? Yep,
2: yep. You'll yeah, look are. at him. Yeah. Get on, yeah. Him, Paul. Yeah. yeah, that's that's Sickle. a good that's a good point right there. Absolutely, and he's gonna and Paul he's just gonna continue to well we're gonna see here and and I think we just look at it as this is this is gonna speak of if you want to title something the moralist yeah you know the moralist will be condemned or the good by God. person mm-hmm.
1: the good person yeah
2: yeah and basically and I have to steal this little uh, analogy here but uh, from from Doctor Steve Lawson but uh, Paul is. Uh, you know you say you know we've been talking weeks into sin we've been talking weeks into just depravity and just this just we've been in the muck and the mire of it of of mankind and sin and but you know Paul's laying this huge foundation because look he's not building a two-story house Paul when he gets into 323 I mean, he's building sky, skyscrapers here is what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. He's going to build all the way to the throne of Jesus Christ. and, and But he has to lay the foundation. And you're going to say, when are you going to get to that? Well, I think that's his whole point is to do this. And when you get to 323 or or uh, 623, uh, you say, praise God, yeah. you know, that he saved us. So anyway, he's, he's laying a huge foundation so that he can uh, build up this huge skyscraper. So uh, we're going to read and then we'll... We'll start exegeting the text.
0: Yeah, I don't know how far you need to go, but uh, um, this whole section, I think, goes to
1: to verse 16. I don't know if you want to read that far. I say probably read through five and then tackle that and see what happens. Yeah. Reckon? Yep. Yep. Sounds good to me. I guess I'll read. Thank you, Phil. I'm the smartest out of the three. Okay? I I learned last week. Okay. Okay. Therefore, you are without excuse, every man of you who passes judgment. For in that you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. And do you suppose this, O man, when you pass judgment upon those who practice such things and do the same thing yourself? that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God." Father, we just thank you uh, for this time that we have to uh, dive into your word and just kind of find out who we are, who the world is outside of Christ, and just looking at the different uh, types of uh, of people that Romans talks about and, and knowing that the whole world falls into these categories. Lord, we just pray the next few minutes that the Holy Spirit will open our minds and hearts and teach us uh, teach us your word. Again we thank you and we give you all the praise and honor. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Amen.
2: So so what we've gone through, we just just a quick recap is is Paul has has gone through the first twenty four verses or really uh, the excuse me, the first thirty two verses and he's and he's laid out <clears throat> this uh, people have suppressed the truth and the knowledge of Christ or, or God you know it's been made evident to them. Uh, they've made idols he's he's given them over to the lust of their hearts to impurity and he says he's given them over to lesbianism homosexuality and then yes or last week we read uh, the uh, this vice list of 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 all this and and there's going to be people who say hey look, I haven't been pulled into this. This is not me. So, I don't, what are you talking about? What are you? What, what, this is not who I am. I'm. I'm way better than this. I'm right. a. You know. I'm. I'm a higher moral standard mm. person. I'm a good person. My. I love my family. I Have great values. Go to
1: church. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. I'm even a deacon. <clears throat> but. That's that's the problem.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But this this person that Paul's talking about here, this group of people, this is someone who doesn't have faith in Christ, and I think that's what we need to tackle because the first thing that we see here as a good hermeneutical study or inductive Bible study is is there is the word you uh, written, or if you just go through and circle, I have circled 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 times, maybe 13 times, with, within the first four verses of you. Mm. So, Phil?
1: I would say this also. We, I think the immediate context begins with the Jew. Do you agree or disagree? And then, as we get to old man, when it's like old man, it broadens out to to really everybody. But don't you think that the author, when he was writing this, the Jews were in mind as he was writing?
2: Yeah, I think... that. I think so. I think they have to be because they would probably be the ones who would look down upon that. But yeah, but if we want to specifically see who the you is, yeah, I think Jew is in mind, but there's also Gentile. So it really is a group of people uh, here. But, but look here, the you, uh, whoever this you is, all right, he says here, they're without excuse. He says in and, and this you, you need to be led to repentance. Okay, so this you, whoever it is, is, is has not come to repentance. Right. It is not saved by faith. This person is lost. Well it is. But, but
1: thanks they know God. Yes. I would say.
0: Well, um, yeah, uh, or thinks they're a good person. Yeah, at I least. would say that they're they're more of a moralist. Uh, you know, maybe they don't even feel like they have a need for God because they think they're good independently on their own. Uh, it, you know, it's a contrast, like you said, from chapter one. Chapter one are are, are the self righteous people who, uh, or or the, I guess the self righteous. It shows the self righteousness of man. Uh, In his rejection of God's revelation, God's revealed himself to these people and they've completely, totally rejected him. But here we see that uh, these moral people, uh, they're, they're moral, but it's independent of God's revelation. You see what I'm saying?
2: I think so. Yeah, so, you're, exactly, Jimmy. He, he's addressing, here's what Paul's addressing. Jew, it goes down in verse 9. He says, to the Jew first and to the Greek as well. Yes, there is a Jew and Greek context here, I believe, because he's always speaking to a, a group of people. But it's really this self-righteous person, I believe. I think he's just talking to the self-righteous person who thinks that the gospel is for someone else. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I, I know what you're saying. If it's it, the Jews knew God they know god i mean well they they think they know god they just know the scriptures but they truly right. don't know god and yeah so,
0: we'll see the whole issue here is 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 we've already said it is morality with these people and morality without the revelation of god is a serious issue it's a serious problem no matter how high your moral ethics are they're never going to be able to measure up to the righteousness of god ever ever and so when you talk about the wrath of God and the justice of God, God's wrath and justice will never tolerate a man's righteousness any more than it's going to tolerate a man's sinfulness. Does that make sense? Are you following? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I do follow you, Jim. And let me, let me, before I get back to that point, let me go back to Phil. Probably in context... We haven't mentioned Jew yet, but he's going to go on. If we just read further, he is going to talk about the Jew. He's going to talk about uncircumcised, circumcised heart. He's going to talk about that. He's actually going to go back to that. I mean, he's probably even got his himself in mind here at one point. You know, Paul being he was a Jew and knowing that, hey, I thought I had everything correct. I thought I did. But you know what I missed out on? I mean, I missed out on the gospel. I didn't know the gospel. I was living the utmost right. I mean, that was what the Pharisees were. I was living this utmost life here. And so, yeah, we I don't there's not a problem with us saying that he's speaking to the Jews primarily here. I don't I don't think so. But but here's the thing. He just says you. So we can <clears throat> If we put the self righteous person in there, we're not going to be wrong in that. I think what I wanted to get to is, is by you is saying that it's not. He's not talking to a believer here. He's not talking. He's not specifically calling out the church at Rome because why? Because they're saved people. Look here in verse. uh, It says verse um, three. No five. But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourselves. Well, that's not saved people. That's not someone who's saved, right? That, look, here, as a as a as a Christian, as a believer, you're not storing up wrath for God. So, just just for clarity here, he's not talking to believers. He's talking to someone who is who is uh, unconverted, self righteous person, and it could be. The Jews he's mainly targeting, but, but there's Gentiles. But as well. they
1: know, they know right and wrong uh-huh. because they are. They would agree with Paul about what he said about these, the previous chapters about the, these sure. people. Sure, well, yeah. absolutely. And they, yeah, they're
0: mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, Gene. what I was going to say is they, they, they do believe that they, they. They've had sufficient revelation, I guess you could say the the, and so that's what he's saying. You stand without excuse. There's no excuse, and so what was true in chapter one is true in chapter two of these people as well. And it's when you know it even starts with the word therefore. So that means it's transitioning from from these blatant sinful people to these self righteous people who think they stand above these people in chapter one.
1: Yep, yep. And both people are yeah. going both people are going to hell. The right. self righteous and the sinner. That's what you said earlier, right? Right.
0: But the self righteous.
1: Believe they're okay, but I would say this: the self-righteous who who know, evidently probably have more revelation because some of these are Jews, they're God chosen people. They more they have more revelations of God ordinances and laws in, in the Mosaic system. They have more light, so they're they're held. I believe we're all held accountable, but we're held accountable for the amount of light that we're receiving. Absolutely. Sure. So mm-hmm. the Jews. Who know who know God's word. Now, like I said, we can the audience, it doesn't matter, but you think about the Jew who, who have they they received the oracles and the law of God and they know it and they pride themselves on that, uh, they're in worse shape than this other group.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's exactly right. I would think so. No, they they are. There's more light. I mean, the, the a person who has grown up and coming in Tennessee and has never been born again will, will burn in, will will face more wrath than mm-hmm. the person in Africa who's never heard the gospel. You know, more light has but been given to them. But they're still both going to face that's wrath. That's exactly right. They're still that's both exactly going to face wrath. And that's but, what yeah, that's what Paul's the thing will But say. the thing
0: about it is the person who goes to church every week that that that, that falsely walked a Nile uh, when they were four years old with their buddy because all their buddies did it, uh, and have sat in church their entire life and heard the gospel, the true biblical gospel, week after week after week after week and have thought that they were okay, have 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 just uh, had more and more wrath and condemnation put on themselves week after week after week after week because it, God yeah. has revealed the, who he is to them their entire life, and they mm-hmm. thought, well, I'm okay. I'm a good person. You know, I walked an aisle when I was four years old, but they still live the same life. You know what I mean? Absolutely, I do.
2: Yeah, that's what happens here. I mean, it's more. They actually received more than the general revelation, right? I mean, all creatures have received general revelation, but they haven't. Spe- they they've actually received the special revelation. If you've gone to any Bible believing church. And then you're not without excuse because, well, as far as you're not without excuse because you have received the special revelation. Now, whether you've believed or not, that's upon you. That's mm. upon you. You know, that's on you. And and, and so, but you will be con- you will be judged for your sin. So, <clears throat> but so hopefully we've <laughs> we haven't really confused you on who the you is. But it's on un- it's it's very important that we understand this. Okay, that that was my point is is go go through underline you. We need to know pronouns. Phil is a huge. Phil has taught me many times, and this is in my Bible study, this is go follow the pronouns. And this is very important that we need to understand that Paul is just, he's furthering his argument here, okay? He's furthering it to the people who think they have it right, who think that they do not need the gospel, okay? And and these are not saved people Paul is talking about because saved people are not up under the wrath of God. Do you guys agree?
1: Mm-hmm. With that. All right. So just kind of look at that verse again. I think we kind of covered it pretty good. It took us 15 minutes, but I think we, do we agree, fellas? I don't know where we even are. <laughs> if we're confused more confused, confused than is. when we start. Yeah. So. All right. So therefore you, okay. Have no excuse. Oh man. Got any man here. Any man there today. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that, I see. That would be you. Okay. Every one of you who judges. Okay. Who judges? Do you judge? Okay? Then if you judge, and you're you, I believe. I mean, we got context, but let's just expand on it in application. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself. Because you, the judge, practice the very same things. This is interesting. Mm -hmm. Guess what? In their minds, they didn't. If you go back to the list of things of Right, right, right. Of sins of of uh, this just throw out a couple of them. It was uh, malice, adultery, murder. Look here, I ain't doing none of that. Yeah,
0: we're not doing those things. And then the
1: scripture just says, "You do the same thing." So yeah. let's that's really that's cool.
0: So they're they're just as guilty. Is what it says. They're just as guilty as the people they're judging. And here's why: because they're just as sinful, but they're blind to their own sin. Right, they got that plank in their eye that they haven't taken out, uh, and so they they. When we judge other people, just like the, the 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 people he's talking to here, we take the most extreme cases that the other people are doing. You know, uh, this guy over here is cheating on his wife. I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. I'm better than he is. I'm a better Christian than he is. I'm a better person than he is. You know, I'm I'm up here. My 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 morality, my standards of living are up here, and his are down there. He's going to hell.
1: And here's the deal. I'm not doing that. I'm not committing adultery. Yep. I ain't like that. And Jesus settled it on the mountain. He sure did. Yep. Did you look at Susie that walked by? Mm-hmm. You've committed adultery. That's right. So only look here. This is cutting to the heart. You might not have murdered anybody, but hey, were you? did you have a, an anger that wasn't a, a just anger and well, guess what you killed a brother yep so he so, says he
0: says you practice the same things
1: it sounds like these are whitewashed tombs mm-hmm. but dead men on the inside yeah, mm. on the outside they're they're good right they're let's look at the Pharisees man they obeyed the law they did everything they they didn't do this and they didn't do that but they were dead inside. On the outside, unless your righteousness exceeds the Pharisees, you won't see the kingdom of God. So these guys, they follow the law just about as good as anybody could do. Hmm. And on the outside, they look good. Yep. But we but we just were cutting to the heart here. I was thinking about this. A long time ago, I knew a guy. Okay, It's been a while. Every time – he was a professing Christian – Every time I got around him, he was raking folks over the coal. I mean raking, I'm talking judging, judging, judging. No compassion, and he's raking, he's raking lost people, people that don't know Christ. He's judging them and uh, for the sins that they were doing, but he would he guess he wouldn't stop there. He would judge Christians too. But time went on and the real him came out it's his name Phil yes <laughs> <laughs> you 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 shouldn't have said that <laughs> what i'm saying is though you can though you're passing judgment on others god knows your heart and you can hide from me mm-hmm. but you can't hide from him and you're doing the same thing what is that thing you're sinning
0: yeah you're sinning but what we're doing what we're not only that We're neglecting the sin in our own lives. We're completely, totally neglecting it. Because if you develop that attitude of, since I don't do what he does, it's complete inconsistency, right? We, we, we have the capacity to see what's wrong in other people, but we're blind to what's wrong in us and, and, and the sin in our own life. so we're not confessing the sin in our life and unconfessed sin leads to broken fellowship with God. So we're unhappy, we're not fought, we're not walking with God, we're not closely walking with God and if our fellowship with God is broken, you know our prayer life is not there. So this all is is a connected thing uh, and, and, and it all stems from from being a self-righteous moralist. Yeah.
2: Well, just so we have a kind of a sense of what Paul is doing here, Paul's a wonderful writer. He, he uses this just before we move on with this and the, what the, the guys you guys made was was excellent points. And that's exactly what he's saying. But this is he's using a form um, a rhetorical device called soliloquy here and he's using he's carrying on this imaginary conversation so as we're reading this understand just that what he's doing here is having an imaginary conversation he's asking rhetorical questions to to this this person this this make believe person who is who it basically it's a personal representative of of the, the moralist. You see what I'm saying here? That's what he's doing. So it's a he's a representative, he's an imaginary person and and then he has these question marks here. He's he's asking these rhetorical questions. So what he's doing is is he's he's putting these people on the stand. He's kind of doing his best attorney or his best columbo asking these asking questions that he already knows the answer to and he knows that they already know the answer to. You know, he he's already gone to it. And so he's he's doing this is a great form of getting to the heart of the matter with someone who is who looks who looks down their nose at people. He's he's asking this question. And this is he's he's having this imaginary conversation with this person, asking the question, and they you know already knowing the answer to it. So it, it, you don't really have a you don't really have an answer to it. He's just gonna he's gonna continue to comment on it and make that and and like the guy and like you guys said, uh, the moralist is, has 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 been coming up with all kinds of excuses. And like, look here. This doesn't apply to me. You know, he's already saying this. He's beating them to the point punch, punch. That you, you, there is no excuse. It doesn't apply to me. But he says here, there is no excuse. And he also said that back in 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 verse twenty, there is no excuse. You have no excuse. You're without excuse. So he's just mimicking mm-hmm. that conversation and saying, guys, it pulls over to you as well.
0: Uh, yeah, and I think uh, an overarching theme that we can see here is the fact that. Uh, that Paul is basically trying to to um, to make the point of you know you've got the people in chapter one now here you guys are you people are that that think you're above these people that that, that we're talking about in chapter one because you don't practice these things but the but but what he's trying to say is look. When it comes to the wrath of God, when it comes to God's judgment on sinners, there's no favoritism. He's not going to show you more favor than he does those people because you feel like the, because you feel like and you you've been more moral and you've been better in certain areas. Because all this does, I think, it you know, I don't know about you guys, but but as I read it, as I as I look at it these These moralists, these moral people, and not just the people here that he's specifically talking to in this in the text, but when we look and, and apply it to today, you, we've got moral people all around us today who 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 don't feel like they need Jesus or feel like they feel like that their actions will get them to heaven but but the fact of the matter is, I believe all of that and what Paul is trying to uh, I guess get to the heart of is all of that minimizes the sacrifice Jesus made. Mm-hmm. Yep. because it puts
1: the focus on you and your actions and what you did rather than what he did I think about the rich young ruler you remember when, when Jesus had the encounter with the rich young ruler and uh, he was approached Jesus he was lacking something and he knew it and uh, Jesus told him what to do and then, and then Luke eighteen twenty one, he said and he said all these things I have kept from my youth look I've done it I've obeyed you know I'm perfect. What am I lacking? You know, I think he would fall in the category if somebody thought he was a moralist. But mm-hmm. what did God do? He went straight to his heart. That's right. Dude, you got to sell everything you got. And then it didn't pan out for Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Exposed him. Right. It's a heart deal.
2: It is a heart deal. It goes to the root of the sin. It goes to the heart. It goes to that issue. And and so what we see here is is that 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 you will be judged for that rightly judge for that. Verse 2, right? And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things, right? So there's this right judgment, right? Look here. There's no separate line for you good moralist and for someone who is just as vile, there's no separate line to God, so, you know. You're not going to be judged a different way. You're going to be rightly judged the same way as the homosexual, the lesbianism, the lesbianist or the the one with the one who who commits murder, the one the same Adolf Hitler, you will be judged the same way as if you lived the greatest life in all the world and never knew Christ, you'll be judged the same way as Adolf Hitler will. You'll be condemned to hell and the wrath of God will be upon you. And so that, that's what he's saying here in verse 2. And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things, who practice these sins. Look here. No one is going to get around God. God knows the heart. You cannot hide from God. Mm. There's not going to happen. There, it's, and he says it's rightly.
0: We talk about, Blake, exactly what you said is exactly right. Take it a little further. The judgment of God is according to what? And, and, and so how does God judge? How is he going to judge these people and all of mankind? If you look at the King James, here's how verse two reads. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth. Hmm. So he judges according to his truth, to the truth of the word of God. That's how we're judged is according to truth. Against those who practice such, that's things. a good point.
2: That's a good point. That's actually out of the original language. The King James actually right. translates that better for sure. But that's yeah. right out of the original language. That's great. Yeah. So to the truth of God, exactly.
0: So God's going to make His judgments according according to His truths, and the, and the, and that's that's impartial. His judgments are impartial because they're based on the unadulterated Word of God, the facts that He's already laid out. Yep. Absolutely.
1: First Corinthians four or five says, Therefore do not pronounce judgment before the time before the Lord comes who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his com- commendation from God. Yep. So,
2: so it's 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 due us. It is due every one of us that we are due for that judgment. And, mm-hmm. and thank goodness for Christ. And we're going to get to there. But Paul, moving on to verse three, he he uses uh, he's continues on this imaginary conversation, um, and he and he's going to, fixing to use another. Uh, so we we're in this soliloquy here, but he's also going to use a little form of, uh, of communication. He's going to use sarcasm, and so that's what he's going to do with this with this imaginary conversation. And he says here in, in verse 3, but do you suppose this? So he's, so he's tossing this out. Oh, man. Okay? He, 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 he's belittling this person. But do you suppose this, oh, man, when you pass judgment on those who practice such things and do the same yourself that you will escape the judgment of God? So, so he, 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 he's, he goes to the argument. He says, do you really think that you're going to escape this? I've already made all this case for this, and you think you're going to make this case? And he's talking about judgment here. He's talking about the great white throne of judgment. He's talking about the final judgment on on, on Judgment Day. Do you think you're going to escape these things if you practice such sins? Absolutely not, right? It's it's not going to happen. Uh, uh, You're going to stand in God's courtroom in front of a holy judge, And you will be judged according to his righteous standard, and you're not going to meet it even close. It don't matter if you live the best life you ever lived, you'll never meet it.
1: Do you think these people, and I think some of them have just fallen into total uh, deception, that they will be judged on their appearance versus their character? Think about this. Think about that. People, let's just look today. You know, good folks doing good deeds. And if we if God's a good God and we're doing good deeds, he's going to judge me on the good deeds and good outer actions that I do versus judging. And like we said, Jesus goes straight for the heart. So I think the moralist on the outside is doing in his eyes things that are really, really good. He's pointing the finger at those who aren't doing Mm -hmm. and he's pointing to them saying, Uh, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm doing good deeds and you're doing bad deeds. And in his mind, he thinks he will be judged by what he does versus his heart. Mm -hmm. And Jesus don't operate like that. No, He don't operate like that.
2: Not at all. Not at all.
1: And that's what's going to happen at the end. Lord, Lord, we did this. We Mm -hmm. did that. I did this. I, he said, and just, I'm paraphrasing. You had a lot of, Jesus talking to the moralists, you had a lot of eyes in that. Mm. You had a lot of eyes in those statements. If, if your statements are filled with eyes, and you don't know who I am because yeah. I did it all. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, a you know, in, in our eyes, there's going to be a lot of good people in, in man's eyes standing before the judgment throne of God. And sent to hell,
1: a lot. Of- I can think of a lot of famous people, and, and would go into the maybe the religious category. And I'm not going to call any names, but they do so much good yeah. in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's the thing. And I almost said it when you said it a minute ago, but um, you said, "Is God going to judge uh, people by their uh, by their appearance or by their character?" And see, what's what's the definition of character? What is what? I mean, what what defines your character? As being good are the things that you don't do when people are watching or the things that you do when people are not watching yeah. so those who are are, are are those who are good people doing good deeds usually only do them when people are watching
1: yeah well and you yeah. and even the Many. thoughts it's your thoughts too you gotta mm. you you did something the other day Blake you talked to FCA and you you were talking about take captive those thoughts you know so God you can fool me you can fool me, you just can't fool God, and so we need to all examine our examine our life. We don't want to be this person that that's doing the right thing, but yet inside our thought life, our uh, our character, when nobody's looking, you, okay, you're looking at the computer, ain't nobody around. I'm gonna judge this cat over here in church who stood up and said, "Man, pray for me. I'm stu- I'm struggling with a pornography, but yet you're at home and nobody's watching, mm-hmm. and you're doing the same thing." There's who we're talking about. That's exactly right. Yeah. And so when you stand before God, that ain't gonna fly.
2: Mm. No, because he says you. He says, and that, exactly because he says you're guilty of the same sin and you're yeah. under the same judgment, right? And then, so now, I mean, you guys, let's we'll move on. Verse four. Um, he says, or do you think, so he furthers the argument here, or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? So another another question, again, f- furthering this argument here, uh, uh, again, a, a rhetorical question that he has, or the rhetorical question, do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience? And the answer His yes, you do. (laughs) You do think lightly of the riches of what he's given you. You're not more or
1: less. They despise it. Well, think about this. Yeah, and 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 all of us, we're probably guilty of this. Have you ever? Have you ever committed a sin? Let's just get real. Y'all already get real on the radio. Have you ever done something that you knew that was in the category of sin, but you knew just how graceful? and merciful and forgiven the Lord was, and you went ahead and did it anyway.
0: We're being transparent, right? The worst part of this is is when you're doing it right before, whatever the sin is, right before you actually go through with it, you're convicted, and you think about, oh my goodness, I don't need to be doing that, and you do it anyway.
1: <laughs> and this is, I think, I'm, I'm I, think of that. I think this scripture here, well, do you need to be saved today, brother? <laughs> how can i be (laughs) i'm in your same boat i find myself knowing that look man god i'm not perfect and yes i really want to do this and i know that i know i do have a i'm feeling conviction and but you know what lord you're you're long-suffering you're patient you're forgiving, and i'm your kid and so i'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. that's not a good place to be Mm -hmm. that's really not a good place to be and uh And I think here it says, "How do you, or do you think lightly of the Mm. rich?" Not only do us as born again believers we think that way, but I I would think even lost people who who would even say, "Yeah, I believe there's a God, and one day I'll give my life to Him," but He's graceful, He's merciful. uh, I'm a pretty good guy, and I'm going to take this this lightly because we know He's patient, we know He's kind and forbearance this what do those words mean let's look at those words and uh see what they they mean that like forbearance
0: well let, 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 before you go before you go into that let's go back to this uh to this thing this this concept of thinking lightly okay. you know and mm-hmm. basically you 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 know what it's saying and it, and it does you know mean that but it, you know to go a little deeper with it the the greek word kataphronio uh means to despise that's what it means. It means if you think lightly, you have contempt for whatever it is that you're thinking lightly about. you have contempt for it, you despise it, you look down on it as it's inferior and not worth considering it at all not worth caring about it at all. It's treated. It's to treat it as, as it's completely totally worthless. And if you look here in the text, that the word uh, think lightly is in present tense meaning it's a continuous attitude. It's not a one- time thought, a one time mistake, where then you might be convicted by it and and, and, and then you would uh, uh, repent of that. It's It's a it's a continuous contempt an attitude uh, of, of thinking lightly or despising uh, whatever it is. And, and yeah. it, it's a, it, you know, J.B. Lightfoot uh, had a, fr- had a uh, quote that said, the blackest of sin is not righteousness violated, but mercy despised. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, Jimmy. I mean, regard lightly, and I mean, he, that, that's a that's a great Greek way to look at that. Is is that we despise it? This, this lost person, the lost moralist. It, it, yes, he looks good on the outside, but he despises or he has looked down upon the 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 kindness and the patience of God. You know, God talks about. Look here. Well, first of all, He's going from this common grace to the saving grace. Okay, He's saying that you. Look down upon the common grace of God, the kindness, the patience of God. Okay, the, look here. The rain falls on what? The just and the unjust. Man, mm-hmm. He's given you. Look here. Lost people as well mm-hmm. have been has been. How do you Grace. think you Oh my goodness. Man, they, Grace, let me tell you. you look, yeah. Man, we're supposed to get into something. But look, you know what you deserve? You don't deserve the house on the hill. You don't deserve the good job. You don't deserve welfare. You don't deserve all these things. You know what you deserve? You deserve death. All of us do. We yeah. all that's exactly no, what
1: we we should be taken <laughs> off the planet.
2: Instantly when we sin, but he
1: don't do it.
2: His kindness and his patience. Okay, that's exactly right. His kindness and his patience. And you know what? The moralist says, "I don't. I'm, I don't. I deserve those things." And then he goes to saving grace. He goes to which is repentance. Okay, he's talking repentance here. He goes on, he follows that argument, and, and you say, well, Blake, where's the believe in there? But, but, but repentance, um, throughout Scripture, um, we see that repentance can, can mean salvation here. He, he's, calling, he's saying, you, 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 you've sat in church, you've heard the message, Jews, you couldn't, I've been in your presence.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I mean, you think of Israel. This is a, a perfect example of of the relationship God had with His chosen people. Yeah. Man, they just what did they do? <laughs> back and forth, that. back and forth, and they just took God's grace for yeah. granted.
2: They're like, "You're not, you're not God in flesh. What do you mean? I can eat bread? <laughs> I mean, I'm a drink living water. You gonna get? Well, give it to me." <laughs> No, they 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 hey, was in the flesh, and they just snubbed their nose at them, and that's what the moralist does. And mm-hmm. the, the 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 there there could be a and this this could be speaking to you today. It could be speaking to you as the church goer. Maybe you're maybe you just go to church. Maybe you think by going to church or talking to the pastor, the pastor seeing me do good things, you know, uh, look here, that ain't gonna save you. Uh, you're you're snubbing your nose at God because he the the saving grace the saving faith the special revelation is there yet you're saying I, i'm I'm good enough as i am
0: right and, and like I said earlier this this whole concept of and what Paul is getting at I believe uh, the heart of the matter is is this minimizes the work of Jesus mm-hmm. because what it is is the fundamental problem of a moralist is is that he puts his own work above the work of Christ
2: yeah yeah, you're, that's, that was a good point, absolutely. I was glad we, I was hoping we'd circle back to mm-hmm. that. He's, he's putting it above Christ, and, and ultimately that's, that's and that's what a Christian doesn't do is, is that he, he, he doesn't put his work above Christ, right? Because we know works, good works, is not what's going to give us to heaven. We know it's only Christ's work at Calvary is what, is the propitiation, is the substitution, is the sacrifice for our
0: lives, and so... But um, so the so the the whole crux of it, the whole crux of it, and I know I don't know how far we are in the show about we got about twelve minutes. No, we got about fourteen minutes. We well, so, still got five to go. All right, so we're we're gonna we're gonna even talk more about this and might move on. But I just the whole crux of what we're talking about today is that the issue of every person, every person has got to face this issue, is whether we're going to put our own righteousness over the righteousness of God. So so man's righteousness is relative it's relative to to that of other men the righteousness of other people see man's righteousness is is not the issue with God's view of stuff of God's view of things right no matter how good we are, how good people are, our goodness is only relative to that of other people. you see what I'm saying yeah. God demands that we face the issue of his righteousness. Yeah. So when we come to the cross, what we do is we reject our own works and we accept the works of Christ on the cross. The issue is work versus work, right? (laughs) Whose work (laughs) is superior? Absolutely. Which work are we going to rest on? Are we going to rest on the work of Christ on the cross or are we going to rest on our own works? And our own deeds. And the fact of the matter is, is if you rest on your own deeds and your morals and your and your goodness, you're going to burn in hell.
2: hmm Yeah. Amen.
1: Forbearance means to hold back, but it's temporary. It means to hold back judgment in the context of this right here. It's tolerance. That's a better word, tolerance. Tolerance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have patience, which that's sometimes used of a powerful ruler who would voluntarily with, withheld vengeance on an enemy or punishment of a criminal.
0: Yeah, the uh, there's two words for patience in Scripture, two Greek words, uh, long-suffering. Uh, is the other way that that Scripture puts it? But uh, one of them is patience with circumstances. The other means patience with people. And here in this text, in the context of here, it means patience with people. Yeah. So God could take revenge, but He doesn't. He's long suffering. He's slow to avenge those who wrong Him. Yep, and think god that he oh, man, is
2: man because we've all been all right. we're all we're all three of us gentlemen sitting right here man we i wouldn't have lasted it. 20 seconds oh, in my goodness life gracious <laughs> goodness gracious so yeah i mean understanding verse four i mean so the, he asked the question right and so so what he's saying here is 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 uh that these this this tolerance or this patience this knowledge of god knowing the kindness of god you know what it should do it should lead you to repentance it should lead you to saving grace. But he's saying to the moralist to the moralist here, the one who snubbing nose is, it says, it didn't though. His kindness has not led you to repentance. And so he's saying, You're no better than the one that I was talking about in Romans chapter one. You're no better. That's you're under the same judgment here. You know what? You're stiff arming the same mercy of God that's being extended to you. You're you're saying, No, I'm good. Mm. I'm fine. And that's what you're doing here. That's what, hey, he's talking, he says, you, you, you're stiff-arming it. Moving on to verse 5. But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. I don't know about y'all, but he's used wrath twice in this one verse. That's pretty mm-hmm. big,
0: huh? Well, Storing just, up wrath. Go ahead, Jim. Now, well, he just talked about repentance, mm. and <laughs> now he's talking about wrath. And so, and he, and he, you know, when you ever see you, you see the word but here, uh, and that's what mm. you know starts this 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 verse off. You know, it's a contrast of what preceded, and that's what preceded. He was talking about re- repentance, and now he's talking about hardness mm-hmm. of heart. So. Uh, Yeah, this word in court, and if you move on in court, in accordance, in the Greek means according to the standard of. So the standard is the accumulation of God's wrath, the accumulation of His judicial wrath.
2: Yeah, so he yeah, so he's saying, hey, Mister self righteous person, Mister religious but lost, Mister church member, fine upstanding person, citizen. He's saying, hey, that wrath's being stored up for you. God's wrath is being stored up for you. Why? Because you've rejected the knowledge. You've rejected His patience and suffering. You've rejected repentance. You said, I'm good. I can make it to heaven. I can do good on this earth by being good. He's saying, Mm. yeah, you're going to be judged. And you know what? Guess what? Wrath is being stored up for you as if it's a dam. God's mercy is the dam, and it holds that wrath of God back. It's constantly, it's it's building up. Every sin you commit, every uh, thought that you don't, every thought that you, that, uh, in your thought life, anything you don't think that you, you may not even know that you're doing, it's storing up. Because you know why? Because he's a holy God, holy God, and he's storing it up. And one day, boom, that right damn he's going to pull that mercy mm-hmm. back, and it is going to be unleashed upon that sinner. That yeah. is unrepentant.
0: And, and we talked about this earlier. You talked about uh, Phil. You brought it up. Said that uh, that um, there will be those that face a stricter judgment. You know, based on the revelation that they that's been revealed to them through their life. And, and that's exactly right. You know, in the, in the day of wrath and God's final day of wrath, all this, all this wrath that they've accumulated in this dam, like Blake is illustrated, all this wrath that Phil accumulates if he dies as a, as a lost sinner, unrepentant, uh, all the wrath that you've accumulated in your life based on the revelation that's been given to you and you've rejected going to be released on you. Mm-hmm. And some will accumulate more than others, but, uh, my goodness, I, I, I I'm grateful and thankful that uh, that you know that's all been wiped away uh, in my life, uh, and and I would pray that it is in everybody
1: that's listening. And it has because you have surrendered to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Master. Mm. You've committed to following Him. Yeah, and so that's a good good point. We you know you don't you didn't do it. You didn't do it because, hey, I don't want to face the wrath of God, so I'm gonna accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. Well, God knows your heart if you really did or not. Mm-hmm. But but you've committed your life to Christ, you have you have forsaken the world, you've repented of your sins, you believed who Christ is. And so and so God unleashes his wrath two thousand years. It's a bit hey, it's a lot happened on that hill that day. It sure is. Right. <laughs> I mean so in reality uh that's what the substitutionary uh death is about. Everything that God Jesus experienced on that cross, wrath and separation and uh, all of that was uh you deserved it, Jimmy. Absolutely. I deserved that. Yep. Blake, you deserved sure that. Can. Think about this. Think about what I just said a
0: minute ago. There are going to be those you know, you're storing up wrath your whole life because of your rejection of, of the revelation of God. And so, like Blake, the illustration you gave, you know, you're storing it up at a dam, and one day on the day of judgment, that dam's going to be released, and the wrath that you've stored up in your life is going to be released on you. But think about this the wrath that, that the unbeliever faces in the day of judgment is just the wrath that he stored up in his lifetime individually. The wrath that Jesus faced was the wrath of everyone who would ever believe in him combined. So the wrath that I stored up, the wrath that you stored up, the wrath that that, that Blake stored up, all at different levels because of our rejection over time, Jesus took it all.
2: Spurgeon has a great quote on that, and I wish I could pull it up right now. He but drank the whole but cup, he sure did it. of of everyone he would believe the most vilest. If you're a believer today, he drank that cup of the most vilest thought you've ever had. That was poor, That was that wrath that was determined for you was poured out upon Christ. And amen. And amen to that.
1: Um, and he can't look at sin. He, I mean, God. God is everywhere. He's even actually, if you want to go get down the nitty gritty, if you, uh, if. You do go to hell, you'll, you'll be in hell in the presence of the Lamb, okay? Even you can't escape God in hell. He's there. Matter of fact, he's the one that throws you there, mm. okay? So there's no escaping. But, but Christ, we're talking about the cross, he was separated from his Father. And that's why he said, I believe, probably the main reason, is there any other way but not my will but yours, so he had it, never in his
0: I mean you well you know Jesus had always been right. just well, just as the father Can you always, explain it to yeah, me? No, no. You, you
1: just messed <laughs> up on it but I <laughs>
2: but you, but you, yeah
0: but he had never been outside the presence right. of the father That's right.
1: Until now. And That's the spirit it. That's right. Eternal That's exactly. Man, right. I got so, a lot of questions when I get to heaven. Yeah, no. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> so just to wrap this up today I just want to keep Bring it home. Bring it home. Look here. As as we're talking, we're talking about this moralist condemned, right? The good person condemned. And and so just an application uh, of this is is that that we need to be this this right here spurs me on to witness to everyone I come in contact with. Mm. Those who I even go to church with, right? Because I don't they can be good people.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. On it, the outside, you yeah. don't know them. I, yeah.
2: I mean you don't. No. No. You it, only know what you see. That's it. Only God knows the heart. So I need to be witnessing these the, the, some of the most fine, outstanding people in the world. See, just because you're a good person by human standards on the outside doesn't mean that you're born again. It doesn't mean that you're repentant. Nicodemus, look at his life. The most outstanding. He was the Pharisee of the Pharisees, right? The most moralist person there was, yet he was lost. He was lost, so we need to recognize that that our that our our grandparents, our parents, our in laws, our, our those who we go to church with, our kids, they're, they they could be lost. There's those who are lost, who are unrepentant. He talks about being repent and believe. And so the question is is today is have you repented of your sins and ask God to forgive them? That's the question today because hey, hey, look here have you thought have you thought about the kindness that God has shown you have you thought about the patience today that God has shown you that should lead you to repentance understand that today every one of us no matter how respectable. Our external may be. It doesn't matter if you're a church member. It doesn't matter if you've been baptized. It doesn't matter if you've taken of the Lord's Supper. If you teach a Sunday school class. If you if you give to the church. If you help old ladies. If you whatever. That is not what gets you to heaven. Okay. Mm-hmm. You must repent and believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ
0: and rely upon the work that He did on the cross mm-hmm. and not anything that you could ever do. And 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 Blake, what you're saying. Is absolutely one hundred percent right. We all have a, a an obligation as believers, uh, as 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 born again believers. We have an obligation that God has given us to 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 share the gospel. With everyone we come in contact with, you know it doesn't matter if the person is sitting in church their whole life, and you and you've seen them. Just it, it, you go through the whole laundry list that you just went through, Blake, and you've seen them give to the church, you've seen them help little old ladies across the street, you've seen them do good things, quote unquote, in the name of Jesus. But you haven't discharged your debt to them in sharing the gospel. Look, Romans one says the power of God, the power of salvation is is the gospel. Amen. The power is the gospel and you have a responsibility to share the gospel with everyone no matter if you believe them to be saved or not because you never know a person's true heart. You never know if they've ever been born again and God could use that gospel presentation that you give them to be the time and place that he chooses to bring them into
1: the fullness of himself. Amen. As I'm talking to people, 8 out of 10 people when I when I confront them, you know, in conversation about Christ, the number one answer they give me I eight out of ten times they say this right here, either I go to church or I grew up in church. So what that tells me, what what can I draw from those two things right there? Here's what I can draw. You got in a car and you drove to a building. Yep. I've gotta know more. I've yeah. got to know more. Right. There's got to be more to this than this. Than, this ain't Christianity. Yeah. Now here's the deal. In further conversation, praise God. Sometimes I rejoice with them because they've been born again. They testify. They've committed. They've repented. They've loved God and serve Him and share the gospel. I don't ever approach anybody like you know I'm trying to get you lost. Well, I will say this. Let me say this. <laughs> In closing, it's harder to get a saved man lost than it is a lost man saved mm. based on his good works. You get that? Mm-hmm. And so when you press into people, it won't take long when you're going to find out there's nothing there. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm just going to give you some statistics. Six out of ten people I talk to have a religious background but can't answer anything about their faith. Yeah. Red flag. Anyway, God knows the heart, share the gospel, love on them.
0: Exactly right. That's why I say we have a debt to discharge to everyone. We have a responsibility. So share the gospel. I, I had an encounter not long ago. I was at Walmart and I talked to a guy that I've grown up with my whole life, grown up around my whole life. He was a preacher. Uh, He's a retired preacher, and based on some things that he said, you know what? I shared the gospel with him. It wasn't some big elaborate. We were just talking about Jesus, Mm -hmm. but the gospel was shared. Now, was was there some big revelation and aha moment? No, but God could have used it because I didn't know based on some of the answers that he gave to the questions that I was asking Mm him. There were some red flags, as you said, that went up with, with with me. He could still have been a Christian and still been saved, but I didn't. I wasn't going to take that chance because God put him in front of me that day for a reason, I believe, and I mm.
1: shared the gospel with him. Yeah, and that's what our obligation is. Amen. So today, in closing, your good works. Are like filthy rags. Mm -hmm. Quit judging people. That don't mean we don't judge each other in the body of Christ. Hey, that's, that's, God says to do that and there's a right way to do it. But quit pointing at them. By pointing at them, you condemn yourself. And you might just show in your own life, in your own heart, that you don't know Christ. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we got to close. Fellas, good show today. Absolutely. Uh, if you want to watch, uh, we, we've got our videos up and going. we got a video hitting the website every Sunday. So check Facebook. And hopefully, we were praying for our, our webmaster, pastor, the good Reverend Jimmy Hicks. He's, he's updated all our podcasts, I believe. He's been real busy. Mm. But you can go to Facebook and see the videos. We're putting you can also up. download the app and see the videos okay. as well that, on the app. Okay. Yeah. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Look. Awesome. Blake, would you close us out in prayer? Father, we
2: thank you for today, God. We just thank you for your special revelation, Father, mm. that you, to, to bring us to repentance and belief in Jesus Christ father i just pray that your word illuminates our hearts father that we may go as christians as your sons and daughters to spread this beautiful message lord we thank you for that we just we praise you give you all the praise and honor father it's through you i pray amen i've done every devotional been every place emotional try to hear a new word from god and i think it's very i and well, while I
1: attempt to help myself,
2: my Bible sits upon the shelf With every promise I could ever need. And the word was,
0: the word
2: like they're buying a new tailored suit. Does it fit across the shoulders? Will it fade when it gets older? We throw ideas that aren't in style in the Salvation Army pile and search for something more to meet our needs. With
0: the world